0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Making Her Magic the podcast. I'm your host Amy Phillips and today we are going to be talking all things about money, finance, mindset and how you can start earning more by simply changing your awareness and your bottom line. I want to disclaim that this is not a get rich quick scheme or just another podcast with a white girls saying you just have to work harder or pray for money and it will come. This episode is actually inspired by one of my very, very favorite books. It's by Jen Sincero and it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. I've spoke about this a lot on my Instagram. The techniques and tools that I talk about in this episode, though, are some of Jen's and I'm going to be sharing them with you because they have worked for me and healing my own money story and my money mindset as well. So by the end of this episode, you aren't going to be automatically on a higher salary or have six-figure side hustle, but you will have the tools to get there. Most of us have underlying subconscious thoughts and beliefs around money and it's all very individual to the person but hopefully the tips and the ideas and the inspiration that you gain from this episode are something that you can use for yourself to earn more money and unblock the things that are potentially blocking your money-making powers. So as I said before, I've spoken about this book in previous episodes and on my Instagram a lot. So if you aren't familiar with it already, what have you been even doing? (laughs) Or welcome. (laughs) It's a very easy to read book and it has some journal prompts at the end of each chapter, which I love. And it gives you some words and some phrases to reflect on and kind of dissect how they make you feel. Um, which will actually determine your relationship with money itself. I think that a lot of us are not actually aware that we even have a relationship with money to begin with, and I'd like to touch on that today, as well as talk about things that you can actively do every single day to help you raise your vibe and get more money. I will preface with a nice mini exercise that you can do to get your head around what money actually is Um, obviously it's something that we exchange for goods and services but it's important to recognize the things that we receive without even needing money so I'm talking about like an, an abundant mindset so I want you to write down a list of things that you get absolutely for free every single month So, as examples, maybe your partner buys you a coffee once a week, or your work bestie brings you some snacks, or maybe there's a discount on something that you were already planning on buying, or maybe you use someone else's Netflix login, things like that. When you start to recognize the amount of money, and I'm doing air quotes here, that is actually coming to you every single month, your whole perception changes. So, let's dive into what your relationship with money exactly is to begin with. Okay, so your relationship with money starts off at a seriously young age, like four years old. I spoke about this with Elise Fulmore in our money coach episode, and a lot of you were actually shocked at that fact. I mean, I was too, but it's so important to recognize that we are shaped and molded so easily from such a young age. So of course, our money story and our perception of money is included in that. Your relationship with money can consist of how easily or how hard you think it is to come by, how quickly or slowly you think it comes to you or leaves you, and how and when you spend it, if at all. If you think about your parents, for example, or your caretakers when you were young, what did they say about money? Was it ever spoken about or was it taboo? Did you recognize that you had a lot of it or not much to spare? Our experiences are all very individual and even if you have siblings and ask them what their money story is, sometimes it can be a lot different to your own. Whatever your relationship is with money and what your money story is, all that matters is that you recognize it now and that you can start working on making it something that actually serves you today. In Jen's book, she talks a lot about this money mindset and how it affects our ability to make money as adults. She talks about these subconscious blocks that we put on ourselves when it comes to negotiating salary or selling our own products or services as business owners. If we grew up around people, specifically our parents or caretakers, who said money does bad things and people with lots of it are bad people and money is gross and evil, then why would we grow up wanting more of it? We would subconsciously be thinking that we don't want to be bad people, so I don't want to make a lot of money just to be safe. This is obviously a false belief and one that only has negative effects on us. Money is not evil or bad. It's actually neutral. It's like an apple. You wouldn't think an apple is good or bad, would you? It's just an apple. Money is just money something we earn as a result of either trading our time or investing it in something that grows in value. I think a lot of the quote-unquote evil money beliefs today come from the big companies and the powerful people in the world who seem to hold a lot of the wealth and people can feel threatened by that. So as a result, they decide that they must be a bad person because they haven't solved world hunger or done some amazing deed for the world. The truth is, they have most likely built a company, hired workers to do the work for them, and sat back and counted their dollar bills. And that might sound gross to some of you if you you know if you haven't healed your money story yet because I'm here to tell you that it's not gross. Just because some people with a lot of money don't fix the world's issues doesn't make them a bad or evil person. I once had the belief that people who are on government money, so like here in Canada that would be called employment insurance or in Australia it's like the doll or Centrelink payments, I believed that they were lazy and people who didn't contribute to society so they didn't deserve the money. But that's totally wrong. That belief is one that was ingrained in my mind from a young age without any context at all. Maybe they're between jobs, maybe they're at stay-at-home mum or have mental health issues or are taking care of a family member. There are a multitude of reasons to why someone would be getting payments from the government and me generalizing that you must be lazy to be on that program, that's a me problem. That's not a them problem. These days especially, it's more and more easy to actually become detached from what money actually is because all we see are numbers on a screen. Some numbers come in from your paycheck or from selling a service or product And that's what you can use to pay for shelter and water and food and whatever else you need. It's not bad. It's not good. It is what it is. So my first tip for you is once you've discovered your money story from your childhood and actually dissecting your true underlying thoughts on money is to decide that money is energy. And you can do this by writing down sentences like money is energy and is all around me or I'm a good person regardless of how much money I make. Write down something that resonates with you and your money story and that actually changes your perception of what money is. This is something that has come up in my life a lot recently and with the people around me because it's so easy to chase a higher salary or more clients to say like get more material belongings or like buy a house or go on a vacation but we fail to think of how this makes us feel and if it's truly necessary for us. So because we've figured out that money is neutral and it's an energy exchange, if you're constantly saying, oh, I need more money or I I wish I could have more money, it sends out the message of lack, that you don't have anything to show for the money you've received in your life so far. So why would something that is energetic be attracted to something that is at such a low vibe with it. It's the same as how you're not attracted to a human who is low vibe and a complainer or someone who's negative a lot of the time. You don't gravitate towards them. But someone who's bright and happy to be here is someone that you love to surround yourself with. Money is doing the same thing with you and your energy that you put off in relation to it. So stay with me here. What I'm saying is we all have a choice. We get to choose what we think and say. Have you ever known someone who's completely abundant in life but is negative and hates the world? I'm talking like fully abundant, like happy within themselves, financially free, seems to have everything going on for them. People in that position don't shit on the rest of the world. And you might be sitting there going, well, what do they have to complain about if they have everything? That's the secret. They don't complain while they're getting to their destination. They love the journey. They crave the journey and all the good that comes with it. Positivity and gratitude will always trump the negative nancies of the world. Now, I'm not saying that it's easy to be positive all the time, but as the saying goes, practice makes perfect. And the more you practice each and every day, the easier it will become. So you're probably wondering what steps you can actually take today and every day for that matter to become financially free and abundant. So here are some of my personal tips and also some from Jen's book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. How often do you feel confused and unsure of what you're doing and where you want to go? One of the best things that Making Her Magic has to offer is the undivided attention and support to our community. For the first time this year, I'm opening up one-on-one coaching spots to help you get clear on what you want and how you're going to get there. Together, we dissect and discuss what habits and routines will benefit you and your goals and you'll create a vision for yourself that will soon turn into a reality with the tools and strategies we put into place. Apply today by heading to makinghermagic.com and head to the one-on-one coaching tab to send me a quick email with who you are and what you're wanting to work on. You'll get a free call before any transactions are made just to make sure this is the right fit for you at this time. I can't wait to hear from you all. There's limited spots available. So if this feels right to you, head to makinghermagic.com today. Okay, step one, get clear on how much money you want, why you want it, how you're going to spend it, list the specific reasons that you want to make a certain amount of money. Then, once you've figured out your number, get to goal chunking. If you're an OG making her magic follower, you would be very familiar with this. But what it is for those who aren't sure is once you've set a goal, so in this case, it's to make X amount of dollars, you reverse engineer it. So, for example, if you want to make 100K a year and you give yourself four years to do that, how much money would you be wanting to realistically make in three years' time and two years' time? And this year, and this month, and this week. Be specific with your goal because without a clear goal, there's no direction, and no direction leads you to nowhere. Step two is to either level up or educate yourself in your industry or chosen career path. So, what you can do to make more money can you take an online course, or maybe add in some extra professional development days? or begin networking and finding out more about your industry as a whole. Everything you do to upskill and train yourself, and these things don't have to cost a lot of money at all, will help you reach your goal a lot more seamlessly. Step three is to get someone who is going to help you get to your milestones. That is someone like a mentor in your industry, or a coach, or a friend who has walked the path before you, All humans have knowledge they have to share and all you have to do is ask for it. Take advice from people who are where you want to be or people who have proof of getting others there. You don't have to do everything on your own. We all need a little help sometimes and a push in the right direction. Step four is the last step in our actionable section of today's episode and it's something that you can do right now. I bang on about this all the freaking time. Take a look at your bank statements and see if your bank is charging you fees, including your credit cards if you have any. What are your bank accounts doing for you? Do you have a high interest savings account or are you getting a shitty 0.05% from them? Do the research to change banks or call up and ask your bank if they can waive the fees or match interest rates from a competitor. Seriously? Do not be afraid to walk away from a bank because in my experience and with others that I know, banks don't give a shit about loyalty these days. Don't be scared about losing your history either because they have to legally keep them on file for a certain amount of time. So you'd have to check with your specific bank how long that is exactly, but there's literally no reason for you to be paying a bank to hold your money. Stop that. I'm going to end with a quote from Jen's book that so very politely puts you in your place as all of her writing does. The walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favorite excuses. So the next time you're thinking about negative thoughts on your money situation or your relationship with money, think about how you're adding that to the lovely decorated walls of your comfort zone. Thank you for listening to me ramble on for another episode of the podcast. Please continue to share and post about your fave episodes. I appreciate you all so much. Talk to you next week.